0: Everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy, and
1: I'm Sydney McElroy. Oh, Sydney, I'm
0: excited.
1: I'm nervous. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We're we're doing a, a timely I get, um, episode this week. Yes, we are. Hot topic.
0: I, hot topic. And I, you know what? I I get exponentially excited about an episode the more times I hear Sydney go, Ah, <laughs> come on. I what? And she won't tell me what it is, obviously, because she wants to keep it fresh that's the for the show. That's yeah. the show. But like, oh boy, she's been in a tizzy.
1: As as many of you know, and uh, I did. I, if I had made a thank you list for this topic, it would have to be continually updating because as I was researching this up to recording it, people are continuing to tweet and, and Facebook and email, hey, you've got to talk about this. Uh, so thank you to everybody who was all over it. I'm with you. I saw this tweet and I was... As devastated as you may have been, Dr. Oz sent out a tweet yesterday, uh, it, and we'll get into all the specifics of it, but basically insinuating that astrology could be somehow used to help you make decisions about your health. Dr. Oz. Um, so I'll get into all the specifics of that, but because of that, because Dr. Dr. Oz is a doctor, a medical
0: doctor a cardiothoracic surgeon
1: yes he is and i have i'm not calling into in in into question any of his qualifications no but he has suggested that somehow medical astrology may actually be a scientific field or something at least worth exploring for your health
0: draws (laughs) that's my nickname for him i want to try it out draws draws
1: so I thought it would be it would be worthwhile to investigate a little bit the history of medical astrology mm-hmm. and then talk about what this looks like today. Mm-hmm. we we'll, we'll, this will be a little more a little more modern than a lot of our which is weird because it's about astrology. Mm-hmm. So uh do you know anything about medical astrology, Justin?
0: No, sorry. I don't uh, I know that I'm pretty worked up about Dr. Oz constantly, but if you want to take a step back and talk about medical astrology, I suppose I can indulge you.
1: Do, do you know, I mean, you. most of us are kind of familiar with astrology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your zodiac sign.
0: Yes. Scorpio. I mean, astrology
1: is more than your zodiac sign, but like, that's kind of the familiarity most of us have. Yes. Right. You're a Scorpio. I'm an Aries. I am probably a little more familiar with this world because it is one that my, my mom embraced And so I I learned a lot about it as a kid. I think a lot of us are kind of fascinated with it when Mm -hmm. we're younger. And I I used to read my horoscope because I like to know things about me. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. Everybody likes to know things about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it does. It tells you more stuff about yourself. Does Um, it? Well, (laughs) it says it does. Uh, The medical astrology specifically, which is also known as Iatro mathematics. Okay. Which Sounds real. It's like doctorly calculations. I know about mathematics, so those are you, real. Well, you put the word mathematics in there and it really sounds... It starts to like... Like it's something, right? It starts right? to sound like something. Which is, it is a very ancient term for it. This is an old, old thing that we're going to talk about. Um, back when the idea of astrology and astronomy and math and medicine all overlapped a lot more than we would
0: cuz we, we would. were making up all of it
1: <laughs> because we didn't necessarily have the ability to test all of these things or knew the difference um so in in generally speaking it associates different signs of the zodiac with various parts of the body that they govern which can inform you about based on your sign what kind of health conditions you may be predisposed to or what kind of problems you might be having if you have vague complaints. And the, and, it, and it's much more complex than that. It also connects various planets with different parts of the body and all that works together depending on where and when you were born. And it, it's as we get into the particulars, it is a very complex. Pseudoscience.
0: (laughs) If we, and could we just to save me the effort and to keep this from being a three hour long episode, just imagine Sydney's throwing in a lot of like purportedly and supposedly like where, where applicable. Okay.
1: I am, I am living in this world for the moment. We're living. Come with us. Step inside into the world on the rainbow
0: with us into the cosmos so and let's pretend
1: it's all very and and astrology is obviously it's even broader than what i'm talking about because there are various kind of astrological understandings depending on where you live in the world your right. religious background your culture i i am i am talking very much about like the, the kind of the zodiac that we are a lot of us here in the u.s are familiar
0: with and it's also the scientific study of the planets no that's the stars no and, that's astronomy Moon.
1: That's astronomy. Heavenly body. Please, please make sure you know the difference.
0: <laughs> okay, got it.
1: So, to give you kind of an idea of what I'm talking about, I am an Aries. So, what that would mean is that I am prone to problems with my head, face, brain, and eyes. hmm So, medically speaking, maybe a sinus infection.
0: And listen, let me speak for everybody who's ever met you and just say, stay, for the record, there's not a single problem with your face. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, honey. You're
0: welcome. And I know that's how you define your self-worth, so it's important for me to try to lay that on as (laughs) often as possible.
1: Right. That's exactly... That is my biggest concern every morning. Uh, I do wear glasses, I will say. Okay. So I guess there is a problem with my eyes.
0: Interesting. (laughs)
1: Justin, you are a Scorpio, Mm -hmm. so you are prone to problems with your reproductive system, your sexual organs, your
0: bowels, and your excretory system. So they're like 50-50. Like, let me say this. They say I have problems with my downstairs, and they say I have problems with my butt. They're fifty-fifty. I have two kids. <laughs> you just go ahead and run the numbers, okay? I'm, g- I'm going to be a discreet gentleman and just say that's not not say anymore.
1: So you can and you can look up their their lists of how each and it kind of just goes down the body, like as you go through the the zodiac signs throughout the year, like starting with Aries, which is in Like March to April, you start with like the head and Taurus to the throat, Gemini to the arms, Cancer to the chest, Leo to the heart. Like it keeps going down until you get all the way to Pisces. What about Cancer?
0: That one seems just like right there, right? That's just like a slam dunk, easy one. No,
1: chest, breast, stomach, and your esophagus. Mm, Okay. So, but um, but all the way down to Pisces who are supposed to have problems with their feet and toes. And their adipose tissue. I thought that was a strange one to throw in there. Like from Doctor Who? No, well, I mean, yes, but like fat tissue. Oh, right. Okay. Like adipose tissue is a real thing. Adipose, the the little
0: friendly fat creatures. Okay, are from Doctor Who. <laughs> That's so confusing, though. Can we change the name of the fat tissue for crying out loud? <laughs>
1: Please, Doctor Osmite. I don't know. Uh, so a medical a medical these astrologer, little guys
0: turn from fat into sentient beings. What are we doing about this? I've brought on three guests that I found that are really down with it.
1: <laughs> a, a medical astrologer w- would basically do your nativity chart, which what that
0: means is... <laughs> it's like we got one of those. We hang it up usually around the end of November and we follow <laughs> it every day. We take out a little uh, piece of candy. And that's or, an advent calendar. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> you can understand my confusion about. The, your nativity is a... is It's like a... I mean, there's, there's like some, there are calculations involved in this. That's where this this gets really complex. And I have had mine done before. It has to do not just with your sun sign. That's the sign you're familiar with. That's mm-hmm. where the sun was when you were born mm-hmm. in which, in which one of these positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also tells you your moon sign. And then it tells you where all the different planets were at the exact moment of your birth. And then all of this together is your nativity and that's much more complicated than just where the sun was so the so a medical astrologer would do all this math and figure all this out about exactly where you where all these planets were at the time of your birth and the sun and the moon and then tell you like a whole per, like preventive medicine as well as how to deal with chronic illness as well as if you came in sick with a sore throat what to do about that at that moment all of that can be gleaned supposedly from your nativity chart mm-hmm. does that make sense yes so that's kind of the basis and like i said this dates back to ancient times because you know i mean the planets do sure but the
0: they're forever like hundreds and hundreds of years
1: <laughs> and a lot of people i mean if you connect it to a belief that um that there are many gods and that the gods have control over the universe and the planets and the stars and we are kind of a continuation of that, you can see where it would be easy to begin to understand us as part of the universe and under the influence of heavenly bodies and heavenly beings all together. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you Mm -hmm. can see where that belief would begin to be generated. Um, Mesopotamians thought specifically that the movement of the planets reflected the will of the gods. And so that same will of the gods could then affect our health and Mm well-being so all of that is connected Hippocrates was a firm believer in medical astrology and if you look a lot of the learned mainly men of of ancient times I mean just I mean there were women but like a lot of the people we talk about were men a lot of the learned men were uh, well-versed in medicine astronomy astrology as well mm-hmm. uh, and math and all of that would be intersecting um galen was skeptical i'll give him that i'll give him that galen, galen. was one who was like eh, I, don't I don't know plenty was on board with it nothing oh, in, no of course, in my
0: mind i
1: i couldn't get any choice nugs from plenty the elder on this yeah. one he just other than like he definitely no, okay. felt that they were all overlapping I, arts know, and sciences you
0: can give it to the the old-timey people, because they didn't know how any of it worked. So I guess no. it's not a worse idea than anything else. Like, I don't know. Maybe the planets? Should we guess maybe the planets are doing it? Because we, we have no other recourse in that. Like, maybe it's the planets doing it.
1: All I mean, this, it, this
0: stuff is just planets. It
1: makes, it makes no less no less sense than like the miasma theory of disease that like a bad smell it does, is going to waft into I, the room and give everybody the plague like it doesn't i mean it's no less what i like about it believable. is that they were
0: so str- they were struggling so badly at this time in terms of like actually treating stuff that it must have been a little bit of relief to just be like okay listen y'all i know we've had a hard time but this whole time it was the planets
1: what are we supposed to do about yeah, that it's not our fault
0: it's not our fault it's a different planet it's just mercury it's and stuff <laughs> It's not us. It's all Uranus's fault. It would have worked, except for the different planets, her and the stars and things.
1: The the time when medical astrology really shines is the Middle Ages. Mm. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. Sh- Everything gets no worse in the Middle Ages.
1: So um, there there were a lot of practitioners throughout the Middle Ages, and I I'm calling them medical astrologers. But honestly, this probably would have just been your doctor because it. I mean, it overlapped a lot where you would go and they would read your chart and they would diagnose you based on all this stuff. And then they would give you like, like again, the same idea, eat these certain foods, do these certain exercises because of all this planetary stuff and you will be healthier. Um, In the 17th century, this started to morph into more of, again, an attempted science. It is not a science, but a lot of this had to do with our understanding of astronomy and the two kind of intermingling, mm-hmm. which I think we're all very clear on the separation now, right? Yes. Between astronomy and astrology. I think we all are on this show. <laughs> so so if, uh, a lot of this came from the chemist Robert Boyle, who he thought that there were certain particles, he called them corpuscles from the universe, that could have an effect on the atmosphere of the Earth, which would then have an effect on the humans that live here, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of medical practitioners came up with the soul lunar theory of disease, meaning that the heavenly bodies could affect the fluids in our bodies and then cause medical that, that conditions. Sounds, that
0: sounds familiar.
1: We've talked about this before with the phases of the moon, the idea that the moon, just as it affects the tides, could somehow affect like the fluid in your ventricles and your brain and then cause this was the idea behind why does the full moon cause why are there more illnesses and and accidents and bad things happening on full moon yeah because it affects the fluid in our brain and makes us act in ways we wouldn't otherwise act this is this is the same theory just expanded to all disease all right right so just like the tides the moon and the sun and all the planets are pulling on fluids inside your body and they're making you sick or well or whatever and this would inform your decisions as to, like, if you want to, I don't know, go outside or attempt something dangerous or go on a long journey or whatever, based on the position of all these bodies. And it, and this also accounted for, like, they would say that it's worse if you live closer to the equator.
0: Okay. Sure.
1: So, Why not? yeah. And also in places where it was hot, it was thought to be worse, which also that's closer to the equator. So, so... kind of cheating there. Um, and and like and like you already pointed out this was just a variation on a theme the phases of the moon affect like today even people today think that the that a full moon will affect uh, mental illness. Mm. However, when we get to today because th- this is all the basis and I don't want to dwell too much on the history of this because I I really want to talk about where why this is important now. Um modern medical astrology, I I really tried to understand it by reading Just, I mean, I I had to, a variety of people who are practitioners and who are proponents of this, um, because it is not a regulated scientific field. It's not like something I can, I don't have a lot of data. (laughs) That's why I, I'm uncomfortable with my lack of data. So I had to read what a lot of different people said. And a lot of different people say a lot of different things Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: conflict. Right. So it's hard for me to give you a, a good description of modern medical astrology, um, the idea is that, first of all, there's your sign. So your medical practitioner is going to want to know your sign. Okay. Well, they're going to figure it out. They're going to do your nativity chart, just like they would have done in the Middle Ages. They're going to figure out your nativity chart. And so your sign is like your personality and your predispositions, which, by the way, a lot of this is still linked to the four humors, but that's
0: Y'all.
1: That's another episode. Um, and then you've got to consider the planets. So each planet has properties that kind of govern that arena when you're born so that's part of it too then there are the aspects and the aspects are the relative positions of different heavenly bodies in space so it's not just where they were it's where they are in relation to each other i'm telling. i see i told you this is very complicated i can't can't do this and and this and this not only affects the time of your birth but like if you come in sick they're going to do the aspects at that moment of your illness or like if you're trying to get pregnant or if you want to have a surgery or whatever. And then there are the houses, which I had to ask my mom what the heck this meant. Cause I kept reading about houses and they sounded the same as the signs. Although this means something entirely different when you get into like um, Ayurvedic medicine, the houses are something entirely different. Okay. I should just note, but the houses are like, they encompass each sign. OK, they they and like the and you can think of the sign itself as like a tenant of the house. OK, Got this is it. the way it was explained. OK. Um, And this is not just determined by the date, but by like the time.
0: But this was like thousands of years ago.
1: But it's now it's the same. But it's this all. I mean, if anything, it's just gotten more complicated because we know about more heavenly bodies and we can measure things better. But it's all the same.
0: <sighs> OK. Well, can you, I guess, tell me more.
1: Uh, I'm going to get into specifically Dr. Oz and everything. But before we do that, why don't we head to the billing department?
0: Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate
1: macabre for the mouth.
0: We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner.
1: You never know who you'll run into in Fairhaven, the city under the bubble. Allison Becker. Eliza Skinner. Keith Powell. Mucus-drenched imp monsters.
0: Rob Corddry. Christelle Alonzo. Judy
1: Greer. Grotesquely possessive carnivorous plants.
0: Justin McElroy. Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy.
1: Terrifying, malevolent, sentient beards. John Hodgman. Paul F. Tompkins. Lisa Loeb. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble.
0: So you were about to tell me, sister, the I uh, got all excited talking about grilling. Um, you're going to tell me about how this okay. is still a thing.
1: Okay. So this is this is still a thing. So it's the same idea. Do we want to except, talk about
0: astrology? Astrology is still a thing, and well, that's obviously a thing. And we're mean. not like
1: and astrology. I mean, if you. This is why this was this is hard to look at. So astrology is pervasive, and it's different in every culture and religious tradition all over the world. And I am not here to be an expert on astrology as a whole. Nor am I saying that everybody who believes in astrology is
0: Sydney's mom would never let her wrong or, or bad. bad.
1: No, I'm not saying that because I think my mom did nativities for me and my friends when we were younger. She didn't do it for money. And she didn't give us any like in, intense life advice. It was like
0: no stock tips.
1: No, a lot of it is is it's the kind of the nice stuff. Like this is why you are so g- good at sports. This is why you're so tough. This is why you're able to be resilient. This is this is why you tend to be so sensitive when people say mean things. Like and and it it was just it was almost like a way of therapy. Mm. And it's and it was nice. And it mm. was and nobody took money. And she didn't tell anybody to like break up with their significant others or quit jobs or anything wild like that. And she certainly never gave anybody health advice. So I I think that's fine. And I am not, I understand that astrology is intrinsically linked with other medical traditions other than Western medicine. And I am, I'm not, I don't even, I have no understanding of that. And I'm not even going to get into the way that it ties into Ayurvedic medicine or traditional Chinese medicine because those things exist and practitioners, it's, it's like seamlessly wound into a lot of different practices. So I am talking about the intersection between Western medicine or allopathic and well, also osteopathic. Oh, sure. So, and astrology. Okay. All right. So in modern times, this would be used. Basically the idea is that if you use this nativity chart, you can maximize the chances that whatever you're, you're doing will have the best outcome. So like, um, like I said, getting pregnant would be a good example of this or like having a surgery or something. Um, and this is getting more complicated because we know a lot more about different heavenly bodies. And so you start to see, like, I found this whole this whole uh, site that this one medical astrologer was dedicating to the influences of an asteroid called Hygiea, which actually we, we've we known about since 1849. But, like, they say things like if Hygieia is... Influencing you, then you may be um, easygoing in the use of drugs and stimulating foodstuffs and tobacco and alcohol, and like they would tell you things like, um, people who are under the influence of hygeia are probably burning the candle at both ends and drinking too much, and and that if you don't stop this, then judgment will be handed down in the form of illness, disease, degeneration, and habitual instability a quote from the website Mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that i found very upsetting because i it's a good it's good to tell somebody hey i'm worried i think you might be drinking too much and that's bad for your health Mm -hmm. it's bad to tell somebody that the reason that they shouldn't be drinking so much is because an asteroid is going to is going to hand down judgment on them right right yeah so this is this is why i feel like it's fair game because the intersection of this is disturbing and dr oz as i have said tweeted about this yesterday so dr oz's tweet which has since been deleted Hmm. yes so i don't think i'm the only one that um that was concerned but uh dr oz tweeted this and you can find it um i found a vox article that that had it but uh, he tweeted, for centuries, we've used astrological signs to examine our personality and how we interact with those around us. However, these signs may reveal a great deal about our health as well. Discover what your astrological sign can tell you about your health. And then he links you to a uh, slideshow. Then this article is still on his site. So, like, you can follow this um, if, if you just... I mean, Google Dr. Oz Astrology, it'll come right up. There's a slideshow, and it's the same thing I've just been telling you. Like, it starts out with Aries, and it's like, you might have uh, sinus issues or jaw tension or migraines, and then there's Taurus, and you could have some neck problems. And anyway, it's all there. Dr. Oz tweeted about this because of a guest he was having on his show. And that guest is Rebecca Gordon. Rebecca Gordon. Now I I had to I I was not familiar with Rebecca Gordon so I had to go to her website to discover more about
0: her and the first thing I discovered. Can I just say one real quick sidebar about Draws before we move on from him, mm-hmm. or are we gonna come back to Draws? Well, uh, we're I I'm assuming
1: we're probably gonna talk some more about Draws.
0: Okay. This is unsurprised if you follow Draws at all and sort of his his whole thing, it is wholly this is wholly unsurprising. The only thing unsurprising to me about this. This tweet was the response to it from people who are like all worked up about Draws like, getting buck wild. How could you do this? D- draws gets buck wild every day. Uh, maybe not every day, he, very frequently. I get, you know what? There's a part of me that's sympathetic to it because you got to crank out an episode every day. It, it would become kind of a bummer episode if you did a whole thing and then at the end of it, you're like, also, this is all made up. Anyway, that's me, Dr. Oz well, out. You got to believe <laughs> in a lot of stuff to be able to have enough material for an, an entire episode of TV, the guy did a, a episode about how there's arsenic and apple juice and it's dangerous he, and we got to pull it from the menus.
1: See, he should have done what I did, which was just talk about all the stuff we got wrong instead, because it's yeah. it's a lot better to continue to make a show about.
0: He did an <laughs> uh, um, episode about uh, uh, reparative therapy for gay people that was sort of like, I don't know, does it, does it, does it not? I don't know. Let's talk to two opposing sides. How about you don't? That's a different thing you could do. Is just don't do that. I mean, just say, say the true thing and not elevate a bunch of absolute goons who have an axe to grind or money to make. It's like what, what, what kind of use of your platform is that, Draws? You're a doctor, supposedly.
1: Well, that's I, 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 I guess we're going to talk about Doctor Oz right now, and I'll say two things about it. So, Doctor Oz, you may remember, had to testify before Congress um, about. How he was promoting green
0: coffee extract.
1: The in hardest thing for him must
0: have been wondering, like, what is it they want to? Oh my God! Wow. Whew, okay. Of all the things. Wow. Okay. That's the thing. I guess I'll see so, you guys next well, week. Well, he
1: was promoting it for weight loss, and his his reaction to their questions. I found as a physician, and he is as well, so I hold him to the same standard I hold myself to. As a a physician, he said that he felt his job on the show is to be a cheerleader for the audience when they don't think they have hope, when they don't think they can make it happen. I want to look for any evidence that might be supportive to them. So what he is basically saying is, I want to tell people that something works. I'm starting from a bias of this will help you. And then I'm going to try to find any evidence that will support that. That's the opposite of how we do science. That's the opposite of how medicine works. Sometimes I have to look at a patient and say, I don't have a pill for that. I'm sorry. It's not easy. It's hard. And I don't have any easy answer for you. I can encourage you. I can motivate you. I can tell you all the things, all the tools we have. But if you're looking for just an easy thing, it doesn't exist. And that's a hard thing to look at somebody you care about and say, and but that's what that's our job. And he doesn't do his job. The other thing I'll say is I from reading about Dr. Oz, I've learned that there's a whole other field of medicine now, which we call popular medicine. Ah, oh, interesting. Popular medicine has very little to do with medicine. It's just the stuff people are talking about and you can sell it. You can sell it on TV. You can sell it in books. You can sell it in podcasts, although that's not what we're doing, but you could, <laughs> um, and that, that's a whole, and it's, and it's, it's loosely related to actual medical science. And it's scary because Dr. Oz, I feel like has, he's crossed the Rubicon.
0: Yeah. And and I mainly, one of the reasons I was so excited to do this episode is so we could just like make sure that anybody who doesn't know that it does, it's like, if you see people talking about draws, if you hear your family talking about, about draws, please remind them that like it's draws and Gwyneth Paltrow, same level. Shaws is a charlatan. He he is a mountebank. He is like, and he is not to be trusted. Like he is. Well, it's it's
1: hard, honey, because sometimes he gives actual like sometimes the things he's saying are right. But he has muddied those waters with so much other stuff that he's become an unreliable narrator now. I don't know what he's telling patients. I don't don't know. I don't watch a show, so I'm not going to ever know all the details. But uh, what he's telling you may be true and it also may not. Yeah. And I have no idea.
0: Fox News will report. The, the truth sometimes certainly but like that's not a source that i can trust for information so, because i know where they're coming from so
1: let me let me tell you about where where all this came in yes so he got a medical um well not just a medical astrologer she is an expert in astrology this rebecca gordon she has a whole website you can check her out mypathastrology.com dot com, if you want to read about her thing and she came back this is her third time on the show mm, mm. so this is not new for dr Oz, it's her third time on the show um she has a book that she's pushing which is the connection between your body and astrology and how you can use that to maximize i don't know maximize that's, your health potential that's a bad title said i'm gonna come right on no it's, it's called very your, long your body and the stars uh she also <laughs> john green i love that one she and she's doing two things one she will offer you an astrological health reading okay So this and this this is where it borders into what I do. And so I feel like it's fair game. So she will meet with you, do your chart and then give you health advice. And I mean, it's very it's very clear. She's not going to give you medical advice, but she's but I mean, it's health advice. So she's trying to cover herself so she doesn't get in trouble here. And and the cost of these things. So if you want to go have... Uh, an astrological reading from her it costs two hundred and fifty dollars for an hour. Um, most medical readings are an hour and a half, so it'll be three hundred dollars. That's your usual start out cost. Um, that's your what they call your your initial consultation, mm. which by the way is is also doctor language. That's what we call it too. And you can focus on different things. You can focus on your health. She has all the other stuff too, like things like life path work romance you know all the other astrological things but this is about health also she will give you monthly cosmic coaching if you want to sign up for a year of this it's 2400 dollars for monthly coaching based on your astrological signs from from her including including health advice not only that but she now has a four-week medical astrology class so that you can learn how to spread this
0: just deputize yourself to get others. Out there into the yes. old west of yes. of validity that is so she's franchising i just so to speak
1: and i this this is why this is what's very upsetting for me is that um i i use science to advise people and people sometimes i think a lot of times Really listen to what I say, and so I take that incredibly seriously. Rebecca Gordon, has, she's not a doctor. She doesn't have to do that. She believes in astrology. She believes she's going to help people. She's a true believer who also likes to make money. We think. We think. You have we no think. Re- you cannot who also likes to make money. Heart. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. She. I mean, she's also charging a lot of money for this. But you but. pay a lot of money to see a doctor. So, you know, fair game, whatever but she i let's assume she's a true believer and she thinks she's helping people fine. Dr. Oz, you know better. You know better. I know you went to medical school, you know better. A real one, too. But like a This is not one. this is not what we do and and it really does a disservice to everybody who watches your show and believes it sometimes more than me. I have patients who all say, "I don't really think that's accurate." And they'll say, "Well, I don't know, Dr. Oz said it." And they are serious. A- the problem is and this is something that I mean even though he believed in medical astrology hippocrates seemed to understand it is a it is a tr- it is a huge privilege to be a physician it's a privilege it's hard work and i'm not saying that that everybody who earned their their degrees and did their training didn't work their butt off and also pay through the nose for it cuz we do but it's also a huge privilege to walk into a room with one other person ask them the most personal questions you can and then ask them to trust you to advise them on how to cope with things that are affecting every aspect of their existence. That is a huge privilege. And to go on TV and give people false advice that you know is, and try to justify it as, well, I'll just say anything to give people hope. That is, that is so diminishing to the role of a physician and it is it's insulting to every person that he is advising. It's insulting because what he's saying is it doesn't matter if it's real or not. If it makes you feel good and you'll watch me say it, I'll say it. That's not our job. That's not our job.
0: People I mean, don't do it, that with law, right? That, you know what I mean? Like people don't do that with law and say like, listen, for you, if you kill somebody, it's not a crime. Because like, go for it. What is it matter? You know, and like you, it's just like any other field. Like you can't just lie and say like, "Oh, I'm trying to give people hope." Like that's fine. Like good, good impulse. give people
1: real hope. There's real hope in medicine. Every day we make new discoveries and breakthroughs. We have vaccines. There are amazing things that medical science has brought us, that science has brought us, that we could give people hope with on a daily basis. We don't have to resort to pseudoscience to give people hope. And if you look at somebody and say, uh, and and with a lot of his stuff, it's the hard stuff. It's weight loss. It's, it's how to cope with stress. It's things that there's not one pill. There's not one answer. It's personalized and it's it's a journey and it's failing and then getting back up and trying again. And if you look at somebody and say, but you can still get there and let me be with you. Let me hold your hand and walk with you every step of the way. It might be a harder journey, but that's hope and that's real. What he's saying it's fake. And as soon as it doesn't work for you, you're just as hopeless as you were before. And you're out a couple thousand dollars because he sold you a false bill of goods.
0: But hey, at least you watch, you know, how's, how's the follow up, Dr. Oz? Like, what's the how are you managing this patient of yours that you're giving false hope to? You know what I mean? Like, how 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 is the follow up with them? It's non-existent. Medicine isn't a drive by. It's not a Google search. It's a relationship.
1: It's a journey because it's your whole life and it changes and it's personal. And you can't stand on a stage and give mass medical advice to everybody and help them.
0: And that's why you work so hard to not do it. And occasionally I think you will get we have given some very benign advice on this show. I think like I I will I will stand wear sunscreen. I'll stick uh, by that. I'll stand
1: behind that and getting vaccinated. I'll stand behind that. But I try very hard not to give much else because not just for liability. I know that's important. But, but because our dad
0: doesn't, my dad doesn't. Yeah, your dad so covers fine. that.
1: No, it's because I can't give good medical advice to everybody at the same time. You can't. There's so few things that apply to, to pretty much everybody. Oh. I mean, and almost nothing that applies to
0: every single person. I'm sorry I got off on a tangent. Is there anything else you wanted to say about medical astrology?
1: Um, No, I think we covered it. I had some I found our medical astrology readings. Yes. So I'll I'll give you I've already kind of said about me I'm Aries I'm supposed to have head problems. <laughs> yeah. Um it also tells me that I drive too fast and I need to slow down. That is not true. Once I after I had kids I drive very slow. So That's true. Um but Justin, I'll give you this information. So because you are a Scorpio and that governs as we've already discussed not only your sexual organs but your um bladder and your prostate gland. Although you got to share your bladder with Libra. So all you Libras out there, you get to share, share Justin's bladder. Okay. (laughs) They also govern the bladder. It's a shared organ. Um, So Scorpio's rough life force should always be directed in a more productive way and not be repressed because if that happens, self-destruction, self-destructive situations may begin. So your competitive nature will find its bliss in sports while your body will enjoy a good cardio. I mean, that's me. That's me, Medical Astrology. You got me. I really thought that was that you, I really thought like, (laughs) that's that's how, that's what Justin does. He finds his bliss in sports.
0: I find my bliss in sports, watching it, playing it, eating it, whatever, however I can get my sports, my vitamin sports, Mm -hmm. I call it.
1: Um, As far as modern thought on this, I think we've probably pretty well covered. It's not a thing. Medical astrology is not... I mean, is it is it alive and well making money? Yeah. Is it gonna help you with your health? No. Uh Um. As far as the influence of the heavenly bodies on us, I mean, we've already discussed sunburns and skin cancer, so that's definitely an influence from the heavenly bodies. And also, you can get vitamin D deficiency, I guess, if you don't get enough sun. Or vitamin sports
0: deficiency, like that is for you. For me, if I'm not out there in the sun getting my vitamin sports on the field of sport. (laughs) Then I don't even talk to me until I've had my sports. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel. You know,
1: I uh, I, uh and I again, I want to say um if you if you enjoy astrology, like I mean, like I said, like my mom does and my mom was like, I can't believe you're doing this episode. I can't believe you do this to me, Sydney. But my mom also said, well, I would never I don't believe that it has health advice. You don't get medical advice from astrology. She said it's fun to hear about aspects of your personality and you can find I read my entire natal chart and it has a lot of things that I think are true and then just as many things that are not true at all but that's because it's super long and it has like every possible personality trait in it ever and so of course I'm going to connect with some of them Um, and that's my take on it if you just and my and I think that also my mom has said before I would never take money for this stuff if you really believe in this you don't take money for it so there you go Rebecca Gordon. (laughs) so
0: okay well that's gonna do it for us (laughs) folks uh we hope you've enjoyed uh this week's program um make sure to uh tune in every week
1: uh not to dr oz not to dr oz uh...
0: and you know don't don't i i don't know just like let's let's just all stop pretending that dr oz is is like a real regular doctor and let's give Sydney her own TV show. She's got a, a face bolstered by astrology. So if you're worried about her being camera ready, don't because the <laughs> sign of the moon is in the seventh house that makes her like I'll, always ready to shine.
1: I'll never be able to practice the upkeep that Dr. Oz seems to.
0: Handsome guy. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's in great Draw, shape. Draws looks great. Um, and I'm sure he's
1: uh, let me like I said, he, he's probably a fine surgeon. I have no, I'm not questioning that.
0: This is like, I'm completely pulling this out of my butt. So like, uh, no harm, no foul. But I would guess that if when he's actually like practicing and not saying a bunch of nonsense on TV that I'm sure is like littered with disclaimers about how don't do anything (laughs) Dr. Ross has to do and please don't sue him and everything. I bet he probably like is a pretty sound doctor, right? Because he doesn't have to fill 45 minutes every flipping day.
1: Which is why you have to respect, if you have gone into medicine, you respect the power you've been given. You have to be respectful of that because people really listen to what you say some of the time. And and that's really that you cannot take that lightly. Also, um, Dr. Oz, you can stay out of podcasting because that's kind of my thing. He's getting into podcasting now. Draws. You already got TV, man.
0: Draws. So, so he's going to get her own TV show then. Come well, No, in, I'm not, your house, I'm not, I'm over, not saying like that.
1: that. I'm just saying, I guess he came in. He also came into my wheelhouse when he came to podcasting.
0: Yeah. So stay out of the house, Dr. Oz. Man, he's releasing a lot of them. Draws. Sheesh. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so <laughs> he much. It probably for, has
1: something to do with his sign. He's just a hard worker. He's just he's a hard just, worker. He puts out a lot of episodes of his
0: podcast. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for... Um, uh, uh, Listening to the program, uh, please uh, leave us a, a positive review on iTunes. Um, if you enjoy what we and the other shows and the Max Fun Network are doing, you can go to maximumfun.org forward slash donate to become a member of the Maximum Fun Network. And we sure appreciate you doing that and uh that's gonna do it for us folks this week thanks to taxpayers for using their song medicines is the intro and outro of our program and thanks to you for listening we will see you next time but until then my name is justin mcelroy i'm sydney mcelroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head